0: You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news, what it means, and why it matters.
1: Uh, Kevin McCullough, and here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Obliterating confusion. Amplifying truth.
0: And pursuing
1: clarity. Kevin McCullough, now.
0: With the Durham report now out, what are the implications of what he found? We will discuss it from a legal standpoint with... Uh, Professor Alan Dershowitz of Harvard Law School. And we will also uh, take a look at what it means from national policy perspective with KT McFarland. It's Kevin McCullough. We start right now.
2: Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found
1: this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has he, come out of nowhere.
2: Kevin McCullough.
1: I just want to help people think.
2: Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. He's is playing the as, uh,
3: role. As well as anybody
1: could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio.
0: All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. And um, on my other broadcast, Radio Night Live, every Thursday I get to chat all types of legal issues with a man by the name of Imran Ansari. And what a great job he does in breaking it down. Uh, but one of his uh, mentors and someone that, it, that uh, he looks up to, and someone we all look up to, is someone who has argued constitutional items uh, before the biggest audiences of all time. And his name is Professor Alan Dershowitz. And he rejoins us here at Kevin McCullough Radio. Uh, professor, I appreciate you making yourself available. The Durham report released yesterday. What did we learn?
4: Well, if you read my book, Get Trump, you, you didn't learn very much, because the uh, Durham report actually just replicates everything i've been saying in my book now the book's been out a month uh about a month uh they're out to get trump they use a double standard against trump uh they use a completely different standard in investigating hillary clinton they did in investigating uh trump that there were people in from the highest level from president obama down to the fbi that uh were prepared to apply a double standard apply a double standard not only favoring Democrats over Republicans, which clearly was done, but uniquely disfavoring Donald Trump. There were indeed many Republicans who joined in the campaign to try to get a Trump. So so it started back in 2016 when, when obviously the area covered by the Durham report. But it continues to this day. Uh, the first person who should read the Durham report is, is uh, District Attorney Dra- uh, uh, Bragg because it describes exactly what he's been doing. Violating principles, looking at the evidence in a distorted way, stretching the law. It's all the same thing. It's part and parcel of the same process of getting Trump. And some of these are good people. They're they're just doing bad things. They believe that getting Trump is more important than preserving the Constitution. And they could look you in the eye and justify this. My friends who I've known for years and years and years, are doing that. And they think I'm the most evil man in the world for defending the Constitution on behalf of Trump. They would rather see the Constitution torn to shreds as long as you can get Trump. And that's exactly what the Durham report says.
0: Well, doesn't that present then, Professor? And again, I appreciate you um, helping us understand this, because in in all full disclosure, you were a supporter of Hillary Clinton in the election as a voter, a supporter, a contributor and a friend. And what you're saying here is that this double standard, this kind of two tiered justice, if you will, is damaging the fabric of who we are as a people, are you not?
4: Yeah, without a doubt. Um, and, And, you know, the report. In, in no uncertain terms, here's what it says. Unlike the FBI's opening of a full investigation of unknown members of the Trump campaign uh, based on uh, raw, uncorroborated information in this separate matter involving a purported Clinton campaign plan, the FBI never opened any type of inquiry. I'm reading still from the report. Issued any uh, taskings, employed any analytic personnel, or produced any analytic products uh in connection with this information that's those are the words of the report Uh, and and they went after trump based on on nothing uh on, on 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 gossip and rumor uh on the other hand with with hillary clinton i'll just read again from the report the report specifically uh points to highly significant intelligence the fbi received from a trusted foreign source pointing to a clinton campaign to vilify trump By tying him to Vladimir Putin so as to divert attention from her own concerns relating to her own use of the private email server. Mm. This is the report by a guy who's been a prosecutor, what, 25 years? Nobody objected to his uh, objectivity when he was appointed. But now, of course, The New York Times runs a headline basically saying, oh, you don't have to believe this guy is a Trump. He's a Trump, uh, 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 you know, uh, appointee uh nonsense read the report it's 300 pages long i have not read every word of it, but right. i have gone through it with sufficient uh, concern to see that uh, this is uh, this is devastating and uh and and something has to be done about
0: it in a society that is dependent upon uh as we are a rule of law to carry the day yeah. um if this is being applied by those in power professor dershowitz in this kind of inconsistent manner have it's we not, essentially it's lost? It's, a... perfectly,
4: it's perfectly consistent. One side gets the benefit. Well, the other comes, okay. it doesn't. It's yeah. not random. It's not inconsistent. It's not that sometimes, you know, Trump benefits, sometimes the Republicans benefit. It's one sided. Good correction. I'm again, a liberal Democrat. I want the Democrats to win, but I don't want them to cheat. You know, I rooted for the Boston Red Sox for years, but when they were stealing signals, I was not on their side. Mm. I came out against them. I don't want the Red Sox to win the pennant by stealing signals, and I don't want the Democrats to win elections by applying a double standard of justice.
0: So what sh- what's the takeaway here? Because obviously, FBI and DOJ are on some level implicated with the shenanigans, and you could say that in 16, the FBI certainly influenced the election. You could say in 2020, there was a certain degree of the CIA I- impacting the election. These are These are institutions within our government. This is power being weaponized against the voters.
4: These are institutions that are not accountable. Uh, remember, the CIA is a secret budget; um, it rarely ever has to testify in front of uh, Congress. Uh, the FBI, until recently at least, has been treated with kid gloves. We know what J. Edgar Hoover did with the FBI; used it as his own personal extortion vehicle. Um, who will guard the guardians? Uh, what it teaches us is, as people have been saying now for months. No one is above the law. And I'm not applying that only to Donald Trump. I'm applying it to the FBI. And the FBI has such incredible power to destroy and ruins people's lives. Uh, and they've been given such weapons, uh, you know, wiretap authority, uh, other kinds of uh, surveillance uh, mechanisms. And they have to be held accountable. So, you know, the one good thing about our system of checks and balances, and separation of powers, is now we have Republicans in charge of the House. I wouldn't trust the Republicans to do everything to be the president, the Supreme Court, the Senate, and the and the and the House any more than I would trust the Democrats. I think it's good to have a divided government. I think it's actually a good thing that the Republicans are in control of the House and can have hearings now, uh, to see whether or not there are some recommendations that can come out of the the Durham report. And I hope there will be because it's what it describes is just unacceptable in a democracy. And how do we go around preaching to other countries to be democracies yeah. when we're we're having Bragg, the district attorney of New York, make up a crime uh, against uh, Donald Trump to prevent him from running and in order to fulfill his campaign promise that he will get Trump.
0: Well, what's interesting about this, and I'm glad you asked that last question, because later in the show, I'm going to have KT McFarland here to talk about the impact of what this revelation does with our foreign enemies. How does Russia, China, and all these countries look at us, especially when China is actively trying to court the nations of the world and say, look at America. She's in decline. We're the up and coming uh, culture. You need to be with us. This is going to have bigger impact than what we've, uh, than just what, how it uh, hits us here at home.
4: I agree with you. Look, the President of El Salvador said, how can you preach to us about democracy when you're doing Banana Republic type things in New York with, uh, with, with Bragg? And I'll be talking about the Durham Report today on my podcast. It's on Rumble and it's on YouTube and, and other places. It's called The Dirsh Show. Great. It's like the first half of my name, Dirsh Show, <laughs> without the wits. Uh, yeah. The wits are provided by my listeners.
0: Uh, well, as we always do, uh, Professor, thank you for uh, sharing some time with us. My, my pleasure. You got you. It. Kevin McKellar coming right back.
5: This is Seth Leibson of AM960 The Patriot in Phoenix for townhall.com. Alexander Solzhenitsyn warned not to live by lies. He wrote, the only way a tyranny can exist is by lies. If we don't reject lies, he warned, we walk down the road that leads to tyranny. Today we aren't walking, we're running, practically living in a world saturated by lies. We are lied to about the border, we are lied to about COVID, we are lied to about the Biden family's business dealings, we are lied to, it seems, about almost everything. And the one thing we rely on to prevent this is the media. James Madison argued the free press was a great bulwark of liberty in order to keep our government honest. Bulwark, meaning wall of defense. But we don't have that anymore. The wall has been breached. We have a media so complicit in ideological rigidity that it no longer serves us, it serves the government. The exact opposite of the reason for the First Amendment. Solzhenitsyn pleaded with us not to be complicit. I'm Seth Leibson.
6: Over the past 20 years, a quiet revolution has transformed medicine. Many conditions that once required major surgery can now be treated with procedures that are far less invasive and often far more effective. Are you aware of these alternatives? Join Dr. Dan Simon for All Things Health, where he discusses cutting-edge medical advances that are providing alternatives to traditional surgery. Dr. Simon is an experienced interventional radiologist who has helped thousands of patients experience dramatic improvements, all without traditional surgery. Dr. Simon will explain the latest medical breakthroughs so you can be fully aware of your options. Have questions? Call Dr. Simon at 1-844-534-3621 or visit www.allthingshealth.ai. Or listen to All Things Health on AM 970, The Answer on Sundays and AM 570 and 1 or 2.3 FM, The Mission WMCA on Saturdays. To learn more, visit allthingshealth.ai. AI. AM570 and 102.3 FM The Mission WMCA. Listen online at WMCA.com. Tune in iHeart Alexa or Odyssey.com.
0: Hi, Kevin McCullough. What does the perfect wedding entail? Just you, the love of your life, your guests, and the iconic New York City skyline. Sound too good to be true? It's not. You can say I do. All with gorgeous views of the New York City skyline in the distance on board the Atlantis yacht of New York Cruises. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today. New York Cruises is the premier unique wedding venue. They have a dedicated staff of experienced hospitality professionals who can provide you with wedding cruise event planning services every step of the way. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today. Your guests will dine in style on the main deck, sky deck, and lounge deck with 360-degree views of the Manhattan skyline. The Atlantis of New York Cruises is the perfect venue for corporate events, weddings, engagement, and anniversary parties, reunions, retirement parties, birthdays, bar or bat mitzvahs, you name it. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today or visit newyorkcruises.com.
5: For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Battling for years and years stuck in the endless cycle of minimum payments could take decades. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Total Financial now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. Most people fall prey to Satan's tricks, schemes, and
6: deceptions, which hinders their walk with God. Pastor Ray Hagistelianos, Bible study host on More Than Conquerors' weekday afternoons at 2, has written a book called Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise, to understand the dangers and live in victory, to overcome every attack of the enemy and live a more blessed life. And you can get your own copy of his book now at PastorRayNY.com. Everyone needs encouragement by understanding God's promises. Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise helps you recognize the danger signs and stand strong with practical solutions and how to take God's promises to heart and live life as more than a conqueror. Get your copy today at PastorRayNY.com. Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise from Pastor Ray Hadjastelianos at PastorRayNY.com.
1: You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio.
0: All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. And as we've been discussing uh, throughout the show today, uh, there's lots of different angles to what the end of the Durham Report actually means. But one of the things that I've not heard discussed anywhere, and I was awake early this morning pondering this, is what do our foreign, uh, what, what what do foreign nations think when they see? america go through an exercise like we've done with now the proven false story of russia collusion let's bring in katie mcfarland uh the civilian four stars i like to refer to her uh, as she uh, has served multiple presidents in the pentagon and uh, always has keen insights on such things Katie i asked Alan Dershowitz about the the legal implications of all this earlier in the show. but I am very, very intrigued and interested in in what your thoughts are about how our opponents, our enemies, those countries that are hostile to us, look at something like the Russia collusion hoax and what kind of conclusions do they draw about what it means to our current system of government and elections? well you know it's
7: a it's a good thing that you're asking those questions because our adversaries are clearly paying a lot of attention. Um, at the beginning of the Russia investigation, so let's go back to 2016, 17, the Russians and Putin himself were privately or publicly saying, Ha, 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 look how important Russia is on the world stage. The entire American election is focused on Russia. And so that was giving him bragging rights. Now, fast forward to where we are today and what's happened in 2020 election, the sort of increasing divisiveness of America, the economic problems of America, the inflation, COVID, et cetera. The Chinese are using our incompetence, shall we say, and our divisions as talking points for themselves because they're going around the world and saying, especially to the global south, that's South America, Africa, the Indo-Pacific region, the the southern part of the Indo-Pacific region, And they're telling those countries, look, America, democracy, it it just isn't suited for the 21st century. They don't know how to handle themselves. This is not a good governance model. And they point to, in China particularly, and Xi Jinping personally, they talk to a number of things. They say, well, look at China. We handled COVID so well. Look at at Europe and the United States. They didn't. Look at the economy. We've had economic growth of stunning proportions for the last 50 years. Um, We, the communist Chinese system, and we went from nothing to now we're the biggest economy in the world and we're the most advanced and we're the most technologically sophisticated and we're going to help you do that. This is the model that you should all follow. Then they're talking about the Chinese president has said that China offers this global civilization initiative and they say, look, if you come under our wing. If China is the global leader, then you can all keep your domestic systems, your cultures, your customs, your really whatever you want, as long as we take charge of the international system. They call it um, standing on the global heights. And if they point to America as saying, see, America, because of its woke divisions, is trying to shove all of American democracy, in, inefficient as it is, the woke system, all down your throats. We're not going to have you do that. We say, keep whatever system you want and follow our model. And then most particularly in the last couple of weeks, they've pointed to uh, both China and Russia have pointed to the United States and to the, the, I guess, dislocation, shall we call it. It's a nice word. But what it really means is the internal divisions and the, the practical you know, nastiness and verbal civil war that we're engaging in now. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, look, democracy doesn't work. The only system that works is a strong central government, and that's us. And they're pointing to all of these indicators to say, therefore, world, realize that America is a nation in inexorable, unpreventable decline. They're doing it to themselves. Nobody's doing it to them. And therefore, stop looking at America, and we're offering you a choice in a world where countries are going to have to choose. Do you want to be aligned with us or those uh, terrible Americans? who are committing national suicide.
0: So let me and ask so a very uncomfortable question. Yep.
7: Yeah, yeah. What,
0: what are they saying that's wrong?
7: That's the uncomfortable question. I mean, if you're some third world country right now, you're thinking, how do I feed my people? How do I grow economically? We've been dying, you know, if we have, if we get step out of line, the Americans won't give us aid because they're gonna say we're not woke enough. And you're offered this other choice, and it's a pretty compelling argument and china punishes you if you don't choose china because it'll punish you on the trade particularly on trade you can't trade with china unless you go along with china being a global superstar and so the irony is a very bad place this the, is a very bad place
0: this is entirely ironic too though because the irony of the russia collusion is inside out when it comes to what we're talking about here because while they were trying to say that President Trump was compromised and that other people were pulling his strings and that he wasn't his own man and that there was this all this control that other nations were going to yield over him. By inversion, Joe Biden is exactly that way with China, our biggest opponent and our biggest problem on the planet right now because he's so compromised. I mean, KT, the contrast couldn't be more clear. Everything they accuse Trump of being, Biden is, and worse.
7: Completely. And that's probably why they, they're so quick to jump to that conclusion. Um, the other thing is that if you look at, at, at the third point I would make about other countries and particular adversaries, how to exploit it, they look at 2016 and say, okay, the FBI interfered with an American election. 2020, the CIA interfered with an American election. Um, 2024, somebody's going to interfere. What prevents us from interfering in a really big way, using artificial intelligence, um, using so the social media, TikTok stirring people's emotions up, getting everybody kind of at each other's throats in the United States. And especially because the Democrats have so covered up everything that they've done wrong. I mean it's now it, it's it's not a secret. It's proof that the they've interfered. It's proof that Hunter Biden's laptop was real. There's proof from banks, bank statements that the Biden crime family was taking millions of dollars from China. And yet nobody does anything about it. So these other our adversaries look at that and say, hey, this is a wild west. We can get away with anything. And why? Because the bureaucracy, the Democrats, we're buying these guys right, left, and center. Nobody's saying anything about it. I mean, in this whole conversation, we've had with the Hunter Biden laptop and the Chinese that paid $20 million to the Biden crime family. Has anybody asked the question of, well, what did they get for it? They got no. a lot for it. They got a lot for it, yeah. right? They got Joe Biden who un- unwound all of the tough sanctions against China, the units of the intelligence services that were looking at Chinese spies taking American... Technology and passing it over. The, the Biden administration has—they've—they've they've really been soft on China. Now they say they're not. They say, "Oh, we're really tough. We're really tough." But if you actually peel back the onion and see what they're doing, they're letting the Chinese get away with murder. So the Chinese are thinking, "Well, it didn't cost us that much, and look what we got for it. So let's keep doing it."
0: They'll—they'll they'll spend that twenty million dollars over and over again. And with as, as bad of a system as we have for even the average American family here, that goes a long way uh, in terms of corrupt officials. KT, always appreciate your insights, and thank you for indulging my kind of off-the-beaten-path question.
7: Thank you, Kevin. Talk to you soon.
0: All right. There she goes, KT McFarland uh, here on Kevin McCullough Radio. Glad to have you with us. Don't go anywhere.
5: all-new series Bible Alive with Dr. David Schroeder is heard every Sunday morning at 930. Dr. Schroeder is the founder of Masterworks, the overseas ministry motivating disciples to make disciples. Tune in Sunday mornings at 930 to hear testimonies and stories from lives changed around the world through Masterworks. Listen to Bible Alive Sunday mornings at 930 and hear Dr. Schroeder transform and impact your community. Visit masterworksinc.org.
1: If the last few years have taught us anything, it's to adapt to change and adapt quickly. Hey everyone, this is Mike.
5: And this is Brian with Fellowship Home Loans. And yes, there are more changes coming if you're looking to refinance your home. New guidelines are coming out in the near future that are going to make it more difficult to refinance and get the equity out of your home.
1: That's right. If you have thought about getting some cash out to pay off bills, do some home improvements, or simply have a little bit of a safety net while we navigate through these tougher economic times, it's time to do so right now.
5: Give us a call at 800-804-SAVE, that's 800-804-7283, or online at fellowshiphomeloans.com and get that free mortgage checkup and make sure you and your family are in the best financial situation possible.
1: That's 800-804-SAVE, 800-804-7283, or online at fellowshiphomeloans.com.
3: Fellowship Home Loans, welcome, welcome home. Nationwide Mortgage Bankers, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 819382.
2: Well, most parents spend most of their uh, parenting teaching their kids to comply and obey, but I argue I also want to teach my kids when to defy authority.
4: Julie Lowe on Focus on the Family Minute.
2: And so I'll say to our kids, since they were little, if somebody tells you something right and good to do, you should always obey no matter who it is. It could be your teacher, your aunt, your cousin, your younger brother, the family dog. Um, It doesn't matter who it is. If it's the right thing to do, you should obey. Likewise. If it's the wrong thing to do, you should never listen, and we will support you. And then you have to give examples because they don't assume, if I've raised my kids well, they don't assume any of their authority figures are going to tell them something wrong to do. So I've got to practice. I've got to say, what, what do you do if the babysitter tells you to do something bad? What might be bad things a babysitter tells you to do? Yeah. You always have a right to say no to that, and we will support you.
4: More parenting insights from Julie at FamilyMinute.org
5: WMCA
6: welcomes the new show More Like Jesus with Pastor Dave Gustafson. The missing piece to all of this is Jesus. And here's why. Because Jesus died on the cross for our sins, and by doing that, he connected us with the power of God. Listen Monday through Friday evenings at 6:30.
8: And I realize that to the world it seems foolish,
6: but it's not. It is the key to all of this. More Like Jesus on AM 570 and 102.3 FM The Mission WMCA.
1: You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. Fusion, amplifying truth and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All
0: right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Uh, amidst all of the hubbub of the Durham Report and other things that we've been talking about, uh, there is another story that continues to be an important one, and it is one that is breaking out all over the country. As the surge continues at the southern border, uh, people are finding that uh, people that are not from their community are being bused to their communities. Yesterday, Vice President Harris had a bus of migrants show up just outside of her residence uh, there in suburban Washington, D.C. But in the state of New York. There is a, a secondary uh, moving around of these people that is happening from New York City outward to upstate. And joining me now is Thomas uh, Humbuck, uh, who is the Rockland County attorney. Uh, that's a civil attorney on behalf of the city uh, in uh, Rockland County. And um, Thomas, let me just ask you, you, you guys are one of the areas that are being impacted by this uh, busing migrants around, um, you know, the thing that's happening right now, aren't you?
3: yeah well uh mayor adams is uh threatening essentially the entire hudson valley with uh externalizing his sanctuary city problem to us and so while we have our own issues with asylum seekers and migrants and uh have had massive increases in those folks coming to our county which we are taking care of and which we are providing services for He wants to spike the number of people that we have on our hands by engaging in a program unilaterally uh, to collect them together and bring them up here en masse. And uh, that's just not a sustainable migration.
0: Well, I don't know that any of this has been sustainable from the beginning. And it's interesting to me, uh, Thomas, that what we're talking about started because new york city waved the flag and said we're not going to pay attention to any of the immigration laws we're just going to make ourselves a sanctuary for people to come to that only happens until you run out of room
3: well i think that's what they're seeing right now uh you know it's easy to declare yourself uh, welcoming to everybody when the problem's not yours and it's down in texas um what governor abbott is doing uh, and i'm not going to judge what he's doing on this call but what he's doing is certainly creating pressure in New York City. New York City has to mobilize its dozen congresspeople, uh, the two senators that are beholden to the city for their election, their statewide election, uh, to to get a fix going.
0: Well, what's interesting about that is that whether or not Governor Abbott or any of uh, anybody else uh, along the border would be doing this, uh, these types of situations were already going to be a problem because we're. We're now at eight thousand immigrants coming across the border per day. When under the Trump administration, we were at about twelve hundred, maybe fifteen hundred on a bad week, um, and we were already seeing, at least in the New York tri-state area, uh, with uh, problems with uh, fentanyl and other things, uh, gang members and and others that are being recruited and, and and coming, relocating to our areas of the country simply because we are big cities. Uh, and again, as long as those cities have big sanctuary programs that you're going to attract them. It's, it's, a, it's a natural magnet.
3: Yeah, I can't even, I can't speak to the 340 people who are coming here. But what I can say is that when the local town supervisor who we're in close contact with um, asked the mayor about what was going to happen, uh, he just said, I have no idea. She asked, uh, who are these folks? Have they been vetted medically uh, for criminal background? And essentially he said he had no idea. You know this is a concern it's not our primary our primary concern is to make sure that we're not overwhelmed and can't take care of the people within our borders we were elected here to take care of the people by Rockland County not by the city and um, you know for the city to just presume they can just go step all over us is not right
0: so what would you like to see happen in a perfect world
3: in a perfect world This is a matter of pressure. The pressure has been, by migration and asylum-seeking, has been coming from the border. It's been pushed to cities like New York and Chicago and other cities in Massachusetts and Boston who have declared themselves sanctuaries um, for the the very purpose that they wanted to receive them. Now they're receiving them, and that pressure is getting to be too much. That pressure now has to be reversed and go back to the border, and who's at the border is the federal government. In a perfect world, this, this crisis... It's a state emergency in New York. It's a city emergency in New York, and it's an emergency now in a handful of counties in New York who have decided to adopt these kind of emergency orders. Um, um, And you know what? Somebody's got to recognize that it's a real emergency. Somebody's got to change what's happening at the border. Somebody's got to create a system that works.
0: Well, it's going to be complicated for sure. Uh, Has the county made a decision on what to do if uh, the uh, city does decide to export en masse?
3: Well, we have to if. Well, as long as it's the city, we're going to keep fighting.
0: And friends, that's really the uh, that's that's a, a nutshell of what we're dealing with. Uh, when you when you set up bad policies, uh, and then you can't handle them anymore, you, you're going to just dump them on other people. That's what's going on. Kevin McKellar coming right back.
6: Concerned about the impact the current state of our culture will have on the future leaders of the nation? Studies show a child's worldview begins taking shape as soon as they can speak. At City Life Academy, they believe this is true. They equip and prepare students beyond academics and into the spiritual side of life. They prepare them to engage with a challenging world, not hide from it. At City Life Academy, they teach students how to think, not what to think. Using God's Word as the foundation for a biblical worldview, their goal is to produce a generation that uses God-given reason and is not afraid to be the lights in darkness. They teach students to love their neighbors with compassion and grace while standing firm in faith. City Life Academy has a world-class high-tech facility in Brooklyn with affordable tuition rates for students from 3-year-old pre-K to 12th grade. Students are mentored in a gospel-centered atmosphere by caring staff who demonstrate biblical grace in students' daily lives. For more information, visit citylife.academy or call 718-436-8924. That's citylife.academy or 718-436-8924.
5: Inflation has pushed up the cost of just about everything, which means if you bought life insurance a few years ago, it might not be enough to protect your family today. Now is the time to get the insurance you need at a price you can afford. In a hurry, don't worry. Call Select Quote now and get up to $2 million in instant, affordable, same day coverage with no medical exam. That's right. You can get up to $2 million in instant, affordable, same day coverage with no medical exam in under an
0: hour. Call Select Quote at 1 800 572 9114. That's 1 800 572 9114. Or go to Selectquote.com now and get up
1: to $2 million in instant, affordable, same-day coverage with no medical exam. That's 1-800-572-9114. Or go to
6: selectquote.com now. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Download the AM570 The Mission mobile app on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on wmca.com, tune in Alexa or odyssey.com.
8: It's no secret that this economy is taking its toll on us, but I've got some important news that could really help. If you're facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt, you need to know that you may not be required to pay it all back. There are special programs that can significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This isn't bankruptcy or a high-interest debt consolidation loan. These are programs that credit card companies don't want you to know about, ones that offer Americans struggling with overwhelming credit card debt savings and real debt relief faster than thought possible accredited debt relief has a special hotline to learn all about these programs and what savings you qualify for they've helped qualified consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and have an a-plus rating with the better business bureau so call the accredited debt relief hotline now for this free information call 800-786-2300 800-786-2300 that's 800-786-2300
1: you're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio.
8: Everywhere I go, oh, oh, I it all. Always on my I'm still, my
7: love,
4: oh, oh, I'm still no
1: it's happening in New York or across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All
0: right, Kevin McCullough and uh, taking a little bit of a break from that top story uh, dealing with the Durham report and so forth, because I want to I want to focus on something that was published in Newsweek on Mother's Day of this week, uh, this last weekend, Uh, and it was uh, published by Emma Waters, who's a visiting fellow at the Independent Women's Forum. If you listen to this show any amount of time, you know I love to have the IWF ladies on because they are thinking so clearly and making the case so clearly in today's world where there's a lot of confusing messages about what it means to be a modern woman. Uh, But Emma Waters' entire piece in this week's Newsweek was all about how the messaging of motherhood and parenting is being presented and how it's unhelpful uh, given current trends. She now joins me. Emma, welcome.
9: Hi, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. What made
0: you want to write this piece?
9: So this year I actually celebrated my first Mother's Day as a mother myself. Congratulations. Thank you. And going into the season, I was reflecting on my own journey um, into marriage and its motherhood. And one of the things that struck me was the way that other women in my life, um, other influencers, mentors um, and even other mothers really shaped my own interest in motherhood, sometimes for better and sometimes for worse, Um, because many times the way that we um, hear motherhood described, it's often in a very negative light. So it's something that takes from women. It takes your time, your body, your sleep um, and even your sense of self. And that message is far from compelling. So in my own journey, I found myself having to overcome some of the negative messaging to come to a place where I was interested in becoming a mother. Um, And obviously, in the process, I've discovered much of the beauty of it and wanted to write a piece that really challenged some of the common messages we hear around the topic.
0: Let's just get a a sample of those because you you listed several, but uh, women today are less likely you gave some discouraging statistics in there to even want to become a mother or or are becoming mothers themselves. Uh, What's causing that?
9: yes so one study by morgan stanley in particular estimates that by the year 2030 45 percent of american women aged 25 to 44 will be both single and childless and so in a handful of studies that have been done the reasons for this range from things like um, your financial situation work-life balance housing prices and even climate change But across the board, one of the number one reason that studies have found um, is that women are concerned about their personal independence or their sense of self.
0: Meaning that they are feeling like they're going to lose that if uh, this child comes into their life.
9: That's correct, yes, and that their whole world will then somehow be rejected. Well, I Emma, mean, that's what claimed. they've been told,
0: right? I mean, the whole right. idea, I played a video yesterday from Lila Rose of Live Action with uh, another, an, uh, someone who was opposing her on a podcast called the At Whatever Podcast, and the argument, <laughs> and it's like sometimes they don't even understand, I think, how their their argument comes out, but her opponent was saying, well, if you if you have sex and you just you you can't under any circumstances allow the baby to to be there. I mean, it, it starts to uh, when you when you hear some of them begin to verbalize some of this stuff, you begin to see that they don't view motherhood uh, or parenting as especially important at all.
9: No, that's exactly right. It's viewed um, at best as a necessity that you have to do in order to have kids continue the human race. And at worst, it's seen as something that actually degrades you um, as something that should be avoided at all costs. Um, So and even you see this in various circumstances where in an attempt to balance the responsibilities of the home and the responsibilities of children, it ends up sounding more like I don't know, a legal divorce settlement where you're saying, well, I'm going to do this, but only if you do that. And it really misses the beauty of what the home can offer and the beauty of what a child brings to your life. That this isn't something that just takes from you, but it brings so much life and wonder um, and this new perspective and frankly, new relationships that you won't have the opportunity to opportunity to experience in any other setting.
0: I wanted to touch on that because you brought out both biological and relational benefits that women experience in becoming mothers that I've never heard anyone articulate before. Just touch on a couple of those.
9: Yeah, so a couple that I felt were really interesting. Um, So first, So prolactin, which is a breastfeeding hormone, um, is actually highest around 3 a.m. in a pregnant woman's life. Um, And so this means that it tends to wake her up and cause her to stay awake for a few hours um, or an hour or so every night. And so this sort of insomnia is oftentimes degraded as yet another uh, drawback of pregnancy. But in reality, this is something that actually prepares the woman to wake up with the child throughout the night so that you're already conditioned to do so. Um, So you're not having to start on sleeplessness right when your child is born, but you're actually better prepared to do it. Um, And another one that is particularly interesting is something called fetal fetal microchimerism. Um, So this is when um, a mother and her unborn child actually share blood cells during pregnancy. It goes both ways. And the baby's blood cells play a powerful role in protecting the mother from injury or life-threatening illnesses. And so these cells can remain in a mother her entire lifetime after the child has been there and help heal things like C-section wounds. Um, It slows the aging process which i'm a big fan of um, and it makes women actually less likely to die from any cause And what's so incredible about this is this is something that the child is actively bringing to your life. Um, And in one study, they found that fetal cells that were left over from an abortion, so a child that wasn't even born, helped rebuild an entire lobe from a woman's liver who was fighting cancer. Hmm. I mean, this is incredible. Like this, this child's cells literally saved this woman's life, even though it was only in her for about 20 weeks.
0: Well, Take that one step further in the, the revelation that you uh, cre- you point out in the piece about how relationally there will never be people on planet Earth that you'll have the opportunity as a mother to have as pure of a start with as, as your own children. Ta- talk about that aspect of it.
9: Yeah, so Jordan Peterson has this great quote where he says that your kids want to have the best relationship with you that they could possibly have. Um, and they are more on board with this idea than anyone else in your life. And it, it really struck me that um, the loneliness that many people deal with um, and the desire that we have for the most intimate, um, meaningful relationships, it can actually be fulfilled through our children who genuinely think the world of each of their parents like, growing up.
0: No, that's well said. And friends, it's a great piece. Emma Waters is the writer. It's in Newsweek from this last weekend, and it's all about having a different perspective of how we talk and uh basically image the idea of motherhood and parenting uh to uh, children today uh, emma thank you for being with us today really appreciate it
9: absolutely let's do it again soon
0: you got it kevin mckella coming right back don't go away
10: numbers mean much to me because of prostate cancer I'm Johnny Braggs, the number two, for my stepfather who died of prostate cancer and my uncle who suffered so much after prostate cancer surgery. The number 15, 15 years since Dr. Lederman's successful treatment of my prostate cancer. The number zero. Which is my PSA. Zero. After Dr. Lederman's successful prostate cancer treatment, what every man wants. The numbers one, two, three, four. Important for every man with prostate cancer. One, getting the most successful treatment. Two, avoiding radical robotic surgery. Three, keeping sexual function. Four. Maintaining urinary control. Call my Dr. Lederman 212 Choices. 212 Choices to consider his prostate cancer treatment for you. Most insurances Medicare Medicaid accepted. 1384 Broadway at 38th. Call 212 Choices for Prostate Cancer Treatment. Call Dr. Lederman 212Choices. I'm glad I did. You'll be number one with Dr. Lederman.
8: The roar of our engines, the pump of our heartbeats, the pedal to our metal. The sparks that ignite us, the pistons that push us, the passions that drive us. From the feelings that move us to the places that pull us on the roads that unite us. With nearly 6,000 stores and over 17,000 auto care centers, NAPA has America's largest network of parts and care. Here to keep you firing on all cylinders.
3: I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go
5: Are you encouraged by the message of WMCA? Then follow us on Instagram for more inspiration.
6: Just search AM 570 The Mission and start following us. Before you know it, our scripture verses and inspirational quotes will become a source of refuge as you scroll. AM 570 The Mission.
1: What you need to know, when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough Radio.
0: Friends, as bad as we think, the Durham report makes things look. I'm, the more I read it into this, the, the, the worse it gets. Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Final few uh, minutes of the day today. Uh, according to the Durham report, this is a caveat that has not been widely reported, but it is in the report. Um, Durham, according to Durham, Obama and Biden were both briefed in 2016 on Clinton's plan to link Trump to Russia and yet still pushed the collusion hoax. Obama and Biden both did that. And the Durham investigation has revealed that now. So they were both briefed, uh, knew that that was Clinton's plan, and decided to work along with it anyway, according to the investigation. Um. Another little tidbit that's just coming out. The FBI also received a tip about Clinton planning to vilify Trump by tying him to Putin, and they didn't investigate it. You know what they did investigate? Trump being tied to Putin. But they got an actual tip. This is in the Durham report. They got an actual tip about the Clinton plan. The FBI received the tip. They did not look into it. They didn't they did investigate Trump for being tied to Putin, which was Clinton's plan to begin with. Um lastly, this is just coming out as well. There is a new report that said according to the intel from the dirty fifty one, these were the fifty one. Uh, national security experts that said that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. A former CIA director has now admitted that that dirty 51 Intel letter discrediting the laptop was 100 percent political. And because Mr. Blinken, who was the guy that decided to get creative and invent that whole thing. He's now our secretary of state. And they've admitted to all of it. See, it is this kind of chicanery that makes me very, very worried about that. You heard Professor Dershowitz referred to it at the beginning of the show today. It makes me worried that we're going to ever have faith or trust in our institutions again. See, the power of those government institutions only works as well as the people of the country can trust and believe that they are doing the honorable thing. And we have two things going on here at the same time. We have the destruction of the integrity of the government itself simultaneous to a country that has begun to thumb its nose at God and say, not your plan, my plan. My plan's the plan. And friends, what? It could be explained as happening is that God is just removing his common grace from our lives. These are dark days for America, friend. You need to be praying for this country. And we need to certainly be exercising our God-given responsibilities to make our country what he would like it to be. Gavin McCullough, we'll see you next time.